Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. All right, this is the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Thank you for tuning in this evening. We're excited for another fresh new Ultra Life episode. And, um, you know, we don't want you to give up. Tonight's about <laughs> crossing the finish line as a servant of the Lord. So you want to keep it locked in right here. And, uh, Jeff, you know, we've been really getting a lot out of this series of servanthood. This servanthood series we've been... Um, We've been navigating through here in Second Timothy, and just excited uh, to be digging into a short section in Chapter Four, all about running the race and finishing the the good fight and, and ending um, and ending this this life that we're on as a servant of Christ. Yeah, I mean that's what we're, we all have a goal, or we should anyway, as we live this Christian life. And Paul talks about it tonight, and it's interesting because we get to see his his point of view. Earlier on, we saw that he's like, you know, I haven't yet achieved, you know, he, there's more for me. And now he's saying, I'm getting it. That was Under the Gun by Fighting Instinct. Interesting. We talk about Under the Gun. Talk about races when they uh, <laughs> fire off the gun. It's time to go. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about the finish line of a servant tonight. What are we striving for? And what is it that we... Um, are hoping to achieve as Christians and uh, Paul, he encourages us that it, that we can achieve it. And he is, he's preparing to, to come to the end of his life. It's a somber yet uplifting episode, I think, because we know that, you know, Paul is counting his days, his days are numbered, but at the same time, he is just, he can't wait. You know, when it, it goes back to Philippians, when he says, for me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, or uh, that's not right. It's uh, <laughs> he does say that, but that's not Philippians. He says, "For me to live is Christ and die is gain." Sorry, but uh, see, I'm I'm not well equipped to have this radio show. But there's all the Lord. It's all God. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know that that was Paul's mindset. But that wasn't like his. He wasn't one of those people that were like so heavenly minded. They weren't any earthly good. Like people say, like he had the perfect balance of striving for what was ahead of him eternally, yet being as effective as he could be you know, in the temporary on earth. And, um, you know, we see as Paul in, uh, Philippians says, I haven't quite gotten what God got me for, you know, it's a paraphrase. <laughs> and now we'll see as, um, as he says, he's like, it's time. I, I I'm finally getting what <laughs> I'm getting there. And, uh, we'll just real quick. It's only a couple verses for, I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight I have finally finished the race. I'm sorry. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Yeah, Jeff, this he starts it off with, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and um, being poured out as a drink offering. You know, I, I love just the word, the visual you get of a life poured out for Christ as an offering to him, you know, and the drink offering, um, you, you can do a word study on drink offering and look in the old Testament. It's like all the Deuteronomy and all the, you know, the, of the law, when it talks about all the different sacrifices, all the different offerings, you know, there was always the, the drink offering was always a part of it. It was almost like it was always the, you know, the poured out, uh, offering. It was just, everything was dumped out of the cup on the altar. And I love that visual. 
for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. What Paul, no doubt, looking back at his life and looking at, man, this is the guy who, this is at the end of his life when he wrote Second Timothy, but, you know, looking back on his life and, and the persecution and the being beat to almost being dead and and all the things that he being shipwrecked and all the stuff that he's been through for the sake of for Christ from a from just a physical perspective let alone all the spiritual battle and the spiritual warfare that he's been involved in with spirits and I mean Paul's seen some crazy stuff yeah. I mean that's and and it's all been in the process of him serving the Lord and following after God right and living his life out loud that way. And he's looking back at all of those things saying, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. I, my life has just been poured out as an offering for Christ. And, um, and at the, the time of my departure is at hand, I'm reaching the end of my life and I'm going to see Jesus. And he's looking forward to that day as well, which is a cool, cool thing to say at the end of your life, right? Thanks for listening to our friends, Brent and Jeff on the altar life. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 4 tonight. We're talking about the finish line of a servant. Paul's valedictory, as my Bible says, basically his farewell and uh, how he's talking about how he, Brandon was just talking about a previous segment, he laid it all out. There was nothing left. No regrets. Can you imagine? Like, I know that I'm going to be like, uh, what do I do? And I missed so many opportunities. Paul's like, no, man, I poured it all out. There's nothing left. I hope I can say that on my, you know, when I know my days are up, that I can say I don't have any regrets. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's amazing to think that not just from a physical perspective, you know, when you're at the end of your life and you're old and you're like, things don't work as good as they used to. So you kind of like, oh man, I've just lived out my physical life. I'm just kind of, it's everything. But there's a spiritual concept to this too, which is like, man, I've spent every drop of spiritual energy that I had that God gave me. You know, to impact the world and to, and, and, and following him, and and that should be our, you know, when we look at the you know end of our lives. And most of us, hopefully, are far from that. You never know; you can't predict the future. Um, but man, to have that concept, to have that ability to say that with you know, to write it down that other people are going to read it and go, "Wow, that was Paul." <laughs> um, that's pretty remarkable. That statement, you know, just to say that he was able to pour out his life. Um, as a drink offering, and um, his departure was at hand, and he realized the end of his life was near. And um, it's love to see his perspective, you know, talking to young Tim here, having <laughs> been someone who has gone through his whole life looking back, being able to reflect. Imagine young Timothy, you know, hearing this going, man, I want that. You know, I read that, and I want to be able to say that to my kids, my grandkids. You know, at the end of my life, man, I poured it. I, my life has been poured out for Christ. It's just, it's challenging to me. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! That was not finished by Voda. And for those of us that are listening, you know, we don't know, you know, just to start off the night. I mean, we're halfway through almost, but uh, we don't know what we have left. We don't know our time. We don't know if we're finished or if we're not. And, you know, we don't want to live a life that has regret. And Paul knows for a fact that he's given everything that he has ever since he met Jesus on that road. He's like, it's all about him. And what a challenge to us. And he, it's great because he's saying, you know, there's this, <laughs> this crown of righteousness laid up for me, but it's not just for me. It's for anybody who will love his appearing, God's appearing. And that's the challenge to us. You know, if we 
want to see Jesus glorified, then we're going to live according to that. And it's for anybody, anybody who loves, you know, when Jesus appears and everyone bows down and every tongue confesses, you know, that's, that's what the day we are hoping and striving for. And we should live our lives, you know, in anticipation of that. I, I just think that, uh, you know, there's so many things that I do on a daily basis that I'm like, man, I could have been doing something a lot more effective for the kingdom of God than that. But, um, you know, Paul, what an example for us. And he was a human being. I love how the Bible, it even makes the point like with Elijah and stuff, like he was just a guy, just like us, us. (laughs) you know, like there was nothing special about him. Same with Paul, you know, and, and that's, that's an encouragement to me because I know that, that with God, I'm capable of the exact same thing. And, uh, you guys are too. And, um, you know, looking on the next verse, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And uh, just p- hang on that first part. I have fought the good fight. You know, there's a lot of people that fight. <laughs> They're fighting against lots of different things, you know. And some of the fights that we find ourselves in aren't really good. They're they're the wrong fights to be in. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times we're in the middle of a fight that has nothing to do with the Lord. It has everything to do with what we want out of this life. You know, mm-hmm. what we think we need out of this life, you know. We fight for a better job. We fight for a better grades. We fight for more popularity. We fight for our principles. Yeah, what we believe to <laughs> yeah. be true. You know, our our code of conduct. We fight for these things. You know, and I think when you look at Paul's life, he didn't really fight for things like that. He wasn't trying to fight for the better job. He wasn't trying to fight for, you know, the pop being the most popular apostle or most popular teacher out there. Uh, he wasn't trying to fight for all this selfish things that he was going to get out of it. You know, he almost says he strove the opposite. You know, he didn't want things for himself. What was he fighting for? You know, he was fighting for the Gentiles and the Jews to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He was fighting for other people and the salvation of other folks. You know, that was his number one mission. And he was fighting for that. You know, he got beaten, tossed out for dead, and walked right back into the city to continue, you know, fighting against what looked like the end of the road in that city. He went back right in and kept fighting the fate, the fight, not because he wanted something out of it, because he wanted those people to see Jesus. Whoa, that's the good fight, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, so he, hit, we're so hesitant to enter into that one. Yeah, I think he was like... God, is the cup empty yet? Nope. All right, got more to pour out. Here we go. <laughs> See, uh, we would hope that that cup would be half empty. <laughs> Paul's like, hey, I still got a whole other half. There we go. <laughs> Even though he was dead <laughs> and he came back to life. Isn't that funny? Yeah, there's like no mixed drinks in God's kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, Sorry it's uh, it's not a black and white milkshake. It's, you know, all vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Good Fight by Hyperstatic Union. And as we look at our episode tonight, the finish line of a servant, what better unbelievable topic than the marathon? Yeah, or the triathlon, or the decathlon. Very long, really ridiculously lot of miles going from point A to point B just to win <laughs> concept. We know what's amazing is that back in the day when like the Olympics started, all they got was like a, a fig wreath or like a wreath around their head that just like died and, and fell <laughs> apart. Like that was it. No monetary 
prize, nothing. No, like, name in the newspaper. They didn't have it. So why do people torture themselves just to say that they ran a long distance? Yeah. To me, that just sounds like... Bad people. <laughs> that, that just sounds like... That just Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, that, that to me just sounds like intentional torture. Yeah. But, um, you know, I can kind of get the, the challenge of, like, I did it yeah. kind of thing. Um, and if you won that, that's ridiculous. So props to you. I just... I just look at it as torture. You'd never see me even try. Yeah. I know a lot of people do it for good causes. My wife, actually, who I never would have expected. I mean, she ran track in high school, but it was for like a a private Christian school when there was probably like 30 people in the high school. But <laughs> So she was probably the only track person. Um, but she was just like, I'm going to run this half marathon. And she did it. And she, did, she ran the entire thing. And I was like, I can't even run like a mile without dying. I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm afraid I will die. <laughs> and uh, just that thing. Like, I would be the guy that just, like, started in the big crowd of people. And then uh, it was just, uh, you know, I got the T-shirt. And then I, like, walked off in a group and found the Twinkie stand. <laughs> <laughs> the Twinkie stand. Uh, I would love to see a Twinkie stand at one of these. I, know, I don't even really big. That was just a, a stereotype. I don't even like Twinkies. I like Swiss cake ones. I like that everyone gets a little <laughs> piece of paper that yeah. has their number on it. Could there like, be anything more uncomfortable when you're running and sweating <laughs> than, like, a piece of paper scraping against your stomach? <laughs> like, why do you need to know who I am? Like, why is it important that my number is 5275? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that. Yeah. It's funny, like, to see how many... You see how many people finished the race and how many numbers were given out. Right. There's, like, so many people that didn't even finish. <laughs> it's crazy. I had no idea. Assuming you start with one. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Marathon, so give a lot of props to you, you all who have done it before. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Some things just can't be explained. Hour two, we're uh, traveling through Second Timothy chapter four, and we're talking about the good fight that Paul was engaged in for his life and he finished the race and um you know i was thinking we were talking about the good fight and the fights that we're not you know that aren't so good that we find ourselves in but we're also there's a lot of people out there including me at times in my life in a race racing against things that i shouldn't have been racing against you know then we hear like everyone's racing against time as if time is going to prevent us from doing the things that we really want to do with our lives, you know, that's such a godless comment because yeah. God has prepared every minute of every day that he wants us to be involved in. And we have the time that we need to accomplish the, the task that God has, um, that God has laid out for us. He's not going to be like, Oh man, you just ran out of time. I was going to have you do so much other stuff. <laughs> you know, no, we spend a lot of our time pursuing things that maybe we shouldn't be pursuing, you know, and we run out of time in our own mind because there's so many more things that we have on our agenda you know it's interesting Paul's at the end of his life going you know the time of my departure is at hand he knew that it was almost time where he was going to see Jesus face to face and um, he knew that the race that he was he has finished the race he says that I finished the race I'm done it's over whoa you know and then look back and not feel regret like we were saying where you know, the race that I was that I was running was had a prize in front of me that was heavenly prize. It wasn't something that I was trying to attain here on earth. You know, because you know what? If you're chasing something that's 
earthly, that's material, you're never going to achieve it in your own mind. There's always going to be something more you could have done. There's always going to be an unfinished feeling because we're not, we're really not striving for something that we're going to be able to finish here on earth. It's something that's in heaven. That's where our hearts are really striving for. And, um, you know, Paul's, Paul's at the end of his life looking back going, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. You know, I've got it all wrapped up. Put a bow on it. I can't wait to see Jesus face to face. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Life is Good, Stellar Carp. Before that, you had Hist- you heard History Maker by Delirious. That's what we want to be. That's what Paul was. We're still talking about him, obviously. And, uh, you know, as Brent was talking about in the previous segment, the idea that Paul had, he's like, I finished it. Done. <laughs> like, you get to a point where you're like, wow, I've done what I need to do. I can't imagine that. Like, Paul really understood it. And I just keep coming back to what he said in Philippians where he says, you know, I forget. I haven't quite gotten there yet. You know, you can see Paul's life here right before our eyes. And he says, one thing that I do, I press on to the prize of the upward call of God. Or, you know, there's different translations, the high calling of God or whatever. God's high call. But he had a prize in mind, like Brent was saying. Like, that was it. And he achieved it. And it's such an encouragement to us to be like, you know, when we put our mind on what God has for us, we're going to achieve it if we give our lives to it. If we become a servant and a disciple, that is what God has for us. That's what he wants us to do is to just t- take exactly what Paul is saying here. He's talking about pouring your life out as a drink offering, you know, fighting the good fight, finishing the race that we've started, keeping the faith. There's so many cool analogies that Paul uses to help us along in our Christian walk. You know, you look at Hebrews 12 when he says, lay aside the weights so that you can run the race with endurance. It's all about that disciplining your body uh but you know you know it's interesting looking at paul and just kind of thinking more about this i have fought the good fight i've finished the race i have kept the faith you know those those confident declarations of looking back on his life what he sums it up to be you know it's a good time to take inventory of our own lives you know what races are we fighting sorry what races are we running (laughs) what fights are we fighting you know what do we find ourselves in the middle of? What are our pursuits? You know, I look at like, what is our life all about? What are we trying to achieve? You know, um, you know, because really that's where we're going to, that's where our heart's going to be. That's where our energy is going to be mostly found in the pursuit of those things that we've hold it up in our minds as, you know, if I could just get there, I'll be happy. If I could just get there, I'm going to be content, you know? And if I could just get there, if I could just say that I did this at the end of my life, I'm just going to f- go out on top, you know. And you hear that so often by people, you know, if I could just, I just want to be the CFO. If I could just, you know, if I could just get that job, if I could just have the mate that I just know what I really want, you know, then I'm just going to be, oh, everything else is just gravy after that. You know, you have those, you hear that all the time. You know, you have self-help books at the bookstore that tell you how to, achieve the pursuits of your what you want to do yeah you have the travel section so you could if i could just see the world if i could just travel you know <laughs> if i could just retire and just sink sink drink nice drinks with umbrellas in them and sit on the beach i'd be just great it'd be awesome what are you pursuing you know and that's a challenge tonight for all of us is to take inventory and, and look at our lives and 
and ask those, not ask honestly those questions. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's such a great assessment because that is what we all do. We strive for these vain pursuits, and you know, it's great to have stuff. You know, it's not not we're not telling you to go out and sell your car and, and live on the street like a hobo and run in fictional races all the time <laughs> like 5k that's me <laughs> no we're talking that's about good, that's a good race yeah <laughs> i just did a little 5k light one and uh your closet's full of t-shirts and say i ran the the johnny b jenkins memorial 5k and i don't know <laughs> your name is johnny b jenkins i'm sorry and uh, as brent was talking about in the previous segment you know we all we have this goal that we're looking or we're striving for and it, it's either you know, a certain salary range or a certain position or a certain fame or whatever it might be. And when we achieve that, we're going to still be wanting something because that's, it's temporary, it's material. And that's why you see so many people, you know, Hollywood, celebrities, whatever it is, uh, sports stars, you know, they win the Super Bowl and the next year they go back and try to win it again because it, yeah, it was fun and it was exciting, but they still weren't completely satisfied. Paul's saying, man, just spent, you know, I can't imagine. He's just like sitting there, you know, I don't know if he's in prison or what, but yeah, he is. Cause he talks about being in chains earlier, <laughs> but he's just saying, that's it. The, you know, the credits are rolling. <laughs> this is good. And he's happy about it. And when we start talking about the end and heaven and I don't know, my soul just, it's like yearning. It's like, yeah, that's really what we want. <laughs> right. And how long is it Lord until you, until you call us to call us home. Um, that's a cool, that's a cool thought. You know, he goes on, he says, finally, <laughs> it's like at the end of his life. It's like, it's like all this earth stuff fighting the good fight. It's been a long road. I've been through so much, you know, he doesn't regret any of it, but he says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. He just, he's not selfish about it either. He brings everyone else in. Look, y'all are going to share in this too. And that's, finally, there's something laid up for me, a crown of righteousness. You know, I've, I've put away the crowns of this age. I've put around the crowns, you know, the temporary crowns that I could have strived in my life for. I've, I've put those things away and chosen Christ and chosen the good fight and the race that I should have been running. But finally, you know, that's that's the great thing about the Christian life is that there's a finally, you know, in, the, in our lives, we, you know, if we're chasing those temporary things, we get the reward right away. You know, we, you know, you try to get the job, you get the job. Now you have the job. Good. Th- great. Now you have all this responsibility and all these headaches. Great. That's, that's great that you wanted that. But, you know, with the Christian life, it's finally, it's like at the end. It's like for all of eternity, from net, from for all eternity in the future, I get to enjoy the crown of righteousness that was laid up for me. Wow! Like yeah. that's so much better than anything that this world can offer. Yeah, I think I have a hard time when I think about like eternity and heaven and stuff like that. I'm like, I have no idea what to expect because the, the Bible doesn't nearly do. I mean, Paul even says, you know, I was taken up. I know a man. People say it was him when he was stoned that was taken up to the third heaven and saw things that eh, I can't even bother explaining. So I'm not even going to, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, come on, Paul, don't leave me. Don't leave a brother hanging. Uh, but you know, when you think about it and when you, th- you, you try to put your mind on the things that it says, it's mind blowing about what we have laying 
ahead of us and what God is. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. That's just unbelievable. That was Burnout Bright by Switchfoot. That's Paul's like, boom, gave it all. You know, it's like when that right before the light bulb goes out, it gets brighter, you know, for that little bit or before your turn signal decides to go, it gets really fast (laughs) because like all the uh, all the energy is going right to it and then it like blows it up, whatever. But, you know, what a great episode, you know, just to kind of just sit back and look at our lives, take some inventory and say, are we on a path that's going to get us to that crown of righteousness so that we when we breathe our last breath, we can say, yes, I laid it all out for the Lord. I just dumped it. There's not an ounce of me left that I could have given more. And, you know, obviously we're always going to have something like, oh, well, you know, before I got saved and, you know, you have those regrets like, oh, I wish I hadn't taken so long or, or I wish I had witnessed more or done that. You know, there are so many things that we're going to be able to, in our fleshly mindset, have regrets. But when it comes to spiritual things and when we're like, man, you know what? I pursued God and I pursued what he had for me and no one can take that away from me. And Paul's saying the same thing. He's like, I have something that is imperishable. This crown of righteousness that Jesus is going to award to me, but not just me, everyone. Yeah. And that's that's, the best part. That's the best part. You know, there's a finish line for each of us as Christians. We need to run the race. If you fall, you get up and you keep running. You don't start over. You know, that's something that I think we, I really have a problem understanding, but get up and keep running right where you left off and run for that finish line because Jesus is standing there waiting to give you the crown. Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Period.